Hello, everybody. I am so excited about this podcast that I have to offer you folks. I'm interviewing Billy Peterson. You'll find out all about him. Before we get into that, I just wanted to put the message out there that if anyone would like to be interviewed by me and that has a story, a perspective that could help others, just by telling your story, by explaining how you got to feel better from where you were to where you are now, that can inspire others. And I know that if you have listened to this podcast and it has brought any kind of inspiration to you, you know the power it has. And and so please reach out to me. My You can find me on my um, through my website, my website, which is asguided.ca. That's asguided.ca. Just follow, get in touch with me, send me an email, and I will definitely get back to you and we can set up um, a time, a date that, that I can interview you. Um, to tell you a little bit about Billy, I'm so excited about this, guys. I just re-listened to this and uh, the episode, and he has so much to offer. He's so excited and so passionate about helping other people and getting this message clear crystal clear for everyone that this is possible uh, to that we can begin to feel better that these diagnoses aren't necessarily accurate or correct or entirely valid when there's a different way of looking at it and the big message here is that AS or other autoimmune diseases is another form or another way of saying it's TMS. Now this might rattle some cages or um, you know um, maybe produce some uncomfortable feelings. Please listen to the episode and be open to what this message is because for me it changed so so much because knowing that it's a TMS symptom uh, allows me to go into and see how have other people gotten better and how many other people have gotten better from TMS symptoms and there's hundreds of thousands and there's way more books written on it and it's all the same thing. So one of the big things that blew me away about Billy is it's just so remarkable how he turned his life around after being utterly and completely convinced that he was destined for a life of pain and suffering. He's completely convinced. And he talks about how Dr. Sarno's book, The Mind-Body Prescription, is what, is what began to crack cracked his perspective. And um, he said that by, by listening and reading to hundreds and hundreds of testimonials, TMS testimonials, that it began to really shift his belief system. And that's really where the the work begins, or that's where the shift happens is in our heart and our minds with this belief that this isn't necessarily permanent. This isn't necessarily, I'm not necessarily destined for this to happen the rest of my life, that I can be in control of this, that I can change this. And uh, what are some quotes that I really loved that he said? He says in this 
uh, podcast, when you really want to understand this work, learn everything you can about the placebo and the no, nocebo. And he's right. That, that is exactly it. Learn everything you can about the placebo and nocebo. Um, a great book for that that I just read was You Are the Placebo um, by uh, Joe Dispenza. An incredible account uh, and descript, um, description of what the placebo is. The other thing, the other quote I really love by him is, the longer you tell yourself you're broken, the longer it will take for you to heal. Billy, thank you so much for reaching out to me. Thank you so much for your patience. And without any further delay, I give you guys Billy Peterson. Enjoy, listen. I am Michael Eisner, and this is the AS Natural Health Podcast. Billy was hospitalized at three for correctional leg surgery. Now, I'm just curious right now, did were you separated from your family during that time? Yes. Okay, we'll talk for, about that. For two or three months. For two, wow. Okay, we'll definitely talk about that. It's really interesting. Um, so yes, correctional leg surgery when he was three years old. Uh, his parents divorced. He grew up with his dad on a farm, became a professional jockey at 15. Number one quarter horse jockey in the nation at 1995, and he, he retired in 96. He became a financial advisor, developed his first TMS sy symptoms that year personal divorce in 2008, his brother's suicide, remarriage, and started his own business in 2009. He developed chronic back pain soon after that. Well, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, his pain or the symptoms lasted for 6.5 years. He has a BS degree in business administration and finance. Uh, he's a certified financial planner, CFP, Certified Divorce Financial Analyst, CDFA. He owns three businesses. He manages $350 million for approximately $350 million for approximately 320 households throughout his wealth services business called Peterson Wealth Services. He owns 14 horses and operates a ranch called Buckway Ranch. Uh, he's a high school softball coach and published his book in 2018. What's the name of your book? Well, it's, it's called Harnessing Your Wealth. Harnessing and Your so Wealth. How to Reach Millionaire Status is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. His wife, Heather, this is really interesting, is a mind-body coach, and her business is called Pain-Free for Good. And uh, we'll definitely talk about your wife and the work she does later on, and um, we'll, I'll definitely put the link for her. I'm sure she has a website or whatever, yes. so... Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll put that link in the show description. So if anyone's interested, they could get a hold of, of her or possibly you, depending if you're okay with that. Sure. Yeah. So, Billy, it's a uh, it's a real pleasure. You reached out to me because you had found came across my my um the podcast and Correct. so right. So you listened. My wife saw it and and sent uh, it, and you know I thought, wow. You know, I didn't know there was this kind of work being done. I knew there was work, but not specific to this uh, diagnosis, if you will. And when I saw it, I thought, my gosh, this is, this is me. This is something I need to get involved in wow. to, to spread the word on helping people heal and, and recover from this. Right. 
Yeah, no kidding. And, and so I, I really appreciate that. And just so right off the bat, so we have some context. Um, how, what year was it? Was 2009 that the symptoms started? Right. About the time all the, you know, chaos was going on in my life. Right. It's, you know, that's kind of when I, I w- just woke up one morning and it was just like any other morning. And we were actually getting ready to have our first child, my, my current wife and I. Heather. And so we were putting together crib and I remember it was pretty heavy and I'm thinking, you know, putting it together and lifting these things and, you know, didn't really think anything of it. Um, but anyway, the next morning I woke up and it was terrible pain in my back and stiff and really achy. And just one of those feelings that you just, you're not sure what's going on, but it doesn't feel right. And it, it didn't go away. And I just kept trying to stretch and stretch and move and uh, something wasn't right. And I just didn't feel good. And so that lasted. And I started trying to, you know, rethink what I'd done and how I might've injured myself. You know, that's the, the normal reaction whenever you're in pain, right? What did I do? You know, I physically did something. So the only thing I could come up with is, oh yeah, putting that crib together, you know, and that must've, torn my back, ripped something, broke something. You know, you always hear those stories. So of course it goes for a week and I'm not getting better and it just hurts hard to sleep, hard to move, can't bend over. Okay. You know, I start down the path of like everyone else. Let me call a chiropractor. Okay. I go that. Oh yeah. They, of course they're really concerned that I've got cancer when I tell them the kind of pain in my back. So that gives me on edge, but they did the x-rays and then they, Say, well, that's clean. Let's just, uh, you know, get you in here for three months and we'll have you better. So, of course, you sign up for a three-month program and spend a thousand or more dollars for that. Go through it. You end up worse than you started. Um, I think most people who are listening to this can relate. And hopefully they're listening to this for a reason because they're looking for another avenue and an approach to this. But that's the, the common story for almost everyone who starts out in pain you start with those traditional you go maybe go to your doctor maybe go to chiropractor to adjust you and then you go on down the road to other treatments physical therapy you know i went into i don't know at least a half a dozen different physical therapists okay and then i started getting into my sherlock holmes mentality of i'm going to figure this out you know i've got to find it and i'm going to find it online so you start searching everywhere and of course, you're tuned in to everything you hear on social media, Facebook, Instagram, posts, friends, family, advertisements. Look at just look at your TV. It's filled and inundated with the next greatest pain relief, cream, brace, support. Knowing what I know now, I wish I'd have known then because I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on one gimmick after the next. And, you know, assuming it's going to help, but we're so desperate to get out of pain that we'll do anything. We will do anything. I even bought what's called a magic wand. I spent $500 on a wand that you're supposed to circle. It's supposed to have some sort of uh, healing powers in it because it has the natural uh, earth elements in it. And it gets your cellular structure to start reforming itself. Uh, so three or four times a day, I'm spinning this wand around my back yeah. or having someone else do it. Um, and thinking back on how pathetic I must have looked to other people and what I was doing, 
you know, you have a certain brace for this chair and how to sit in that chair. And you can't, you can't do this. You can't bend over. You can't tie your shoes. You can't go to a movie. You can't, you know, everything is, I can't Mm -hmm. when you're in that kind of pain and you're suffering and you just become a shadow of yourself. And you, you you know, I, I look back and think how sad of an existence was that for me and how desperate did I get? And I'm looking out there now and thinking that millions of people are still in this or going through this or potentially going to be going through this and we need to do something. So I'm, I'm super excited to know that you're out there, Michael, and you're doing this work. And so many people like you are doing this work because it needs to be told. And it needs to be told again and again and again until people start to listen and start to understand what the real true path to healing is and what it looks like. Because too many times you hear and I hear that this is kooky. This is, you know, okay, here's, here comes another one, you know, well, it's all in my head. It's all in my head. And um, it's sad to think that people would rather fight you and argue with you than listen to a different approach to get true healing. We're talking about true, pull the root out healing, not just put a bandaid on it, like all these braces and creams and drugs and everything that you're trying to do is just, you're just putting band-aids on stuff. You're never going to get the true pain completely fixed and healed. The true pain is your emotional problem. And that's what we're all finding out. And the people who've gotten across that river, so to speak, now can look back and say, let me throw you a lifeline. I know how to get you across. If you'll just stop and listen and let go of what you think is the problem and what you've been told is the problem by traditional medicine. Yeah, Billy. Wow. How old were you when you were diagnosed? Do you have an AS diagnosis? Oh, yeah. You yeah. do. Okay. You were diagnosed. No, was... Right. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. It's important. Important that, you know, if you have an AS diagnosis, we get that across and that's clear. And um, how old were you when you were diagnosed? So let's say I was 37, I believe 37. Okay. So, you know, I'm going through all these things in my life and, you know, I spent several years again, trying to figure out what the problem was like beforehand. Mm-hmm. How old were you when it began the pain when you started feeling it with that incident with the, the crib? So I guess, let me correct myself. I was 30, 36 when I, when the pain started. Okay. And then I was 39 when I finally went to a rheumatologist. Okay. Yeah. Okay? And then had that diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. And then when I'm uh, 41 at age 41, I'd finally, finally got the right answer in my mind of what this was really all about cool. and started down that path. And now I'm completely healed, wow. completely healed. I don't take a single prescription. And this is from a lot of different t- symptoms. Have you heard the term TMS? Yeah. Yeah. So of course, Dr. Sarno kind of coined that phrase, tension myoneural syndrome. And so I use that a lot. A lot of different doctors who are in this mind body stuff have different terminology for it now um you know pathological pain or symptomatic pain stuff like that but it's all an emotional type deep rooted issue right and so it's all it's all based on your your thoughts and your thinking and your emotions and the things that your mind is telling your body to do 
it's not that you've injured yourself physically. Of course, we know that there's acute injuries. When you break your leg, that's an acute injury. It's going to hurt, but it's going to heal, right? You can bust your femur in half, which I've done <laughs> riding racehorses, and the thing will grow back together. As long as, you know, it'll grow back correctly if they set it right, put some braces there and maybe some pins. But imagine that your body can heal. So there's a very, very good indicator to stop and say, oh, the doctor told me I'll never heal. I'll never get better. I'm going to have to learn to live with the pain. I'm it just, I can't get, get out of this. And that's bogus. Think about that. The biggest bone in your body can grow back together and heal. Your body knows what to do. If you'll let it you just get out of the way. So those are the things that I, I really think we need to reiterate, but you know, the doctors, I think in, you know, kind of going forward, fast forwarding, when I was diagnosed from a rheumatologist, when I finally went there, cause I started reading on Facebook, let me back up a second, Michael, I think Facebook has a lot of good merits to it, but when we're dealing with chronic pain and issues like that, I think it's probably the worst thing a, a, a person can do for themselves is to try to find answers on Facebook because you have so many people who are contributing and commenting on these different conditions, symptoms, diagnosis. And then there's a group for everything. There's a group for AS. There's a group for this. There's a group for cancer. There's a group for, and they're all in this. And it's, I found that I joined that group. I joined the AS group. And of course they have to let you in. They want to know for sure that you are who you say you are and you've been diagnosed and, and it, it ends up being just this, I don't want to sound rude and mean, but it, and to me, I, I look back on it. It's a group of support, which is well-intentioned, has well, good intentions, but it ends up keeping you in pain. It ends up keeping you in this group as if you now, that's who you are. That's what you are. That there's, there's no way out of it. We're just going to lean on each other and provide emotional support for how bad our life is and what symptoms that you're going to develop over time. So guess what? I didn't have some of the symptoms. I started reading all these people have this symptom, that symptom. You start losing control of your body. You start shaking. I started developing every one of those things as I started reading. It was amazing to me. Now, looking back, you've heard the term nocebo. I understand yep. what that means. When you start to believe that something's going to happen to you, believe it enough it does happen to you and so this facebook stuff i'm i'm trying to tell our, our listeners be very careful okay be very very careful on what you listen to and the groups that you'd want to jump in on um i found that my life took a very bad turn for the worse once i started listening to doctors who had good intention i i know they did but they're not trained in this their medical school professors or where they go to school and what they're taught to, to, to provide, to provide healthcare to patients has nothing to do with the psychology. Okay. With psychosomatic issues, with how the mind works and controls all of this. If you read the studies and Alan Gordon is very well known in this area. who wrote a book recently called the way out. I highly recommend it, but he, he talked about how doctors have literally less than two hours of training all through medical school to deal with mind body type issues of how the mind has such a role and what to do with the mental part of pain. Okay. Cause all doctors are taught is treat the body, treat the body, treat the body. 
the body's broken. We have to treat the body. And you don't ever get to the root cause. I'm telling over and over again, I try to get people to understand that what I know now is I was doing the same thing. I was trying to treat the body. I was, I was assuming I was broken and I was listening to these doctors tell me I was broken. Okay. So then again, I'm, I'm going to move into the rheumatology appointment. I go in finally thinking I may have found the answer actually quite excited to be honest that I might've finally find the answer because I can't get out of pain no matter what I've done. Chiropractors, uh, every kind of new age appointment and specialist you could imagine. All right. Every MRI, I've went to four or five different MRIs, but they told me I have the marker. I have the blood marker. Okay. And so I'm thinking, okay, now what? Well, this is a disease that's incurable. Remember disease. That's a really big word. That's a scary word. But when people have been in pain for so long and then they're told that they have something, it's almost a, a, a relief. It's almost a, okay, now I can stop searching. Now I know what I have. Now I know what, what I'm dealing with. And then the reality sets in and then you start to get on these groups and then you realize your life is never going to be the same. Okay. You're doomed to what they tell you, you the life you're going to live. And eventually you're going to die. And that's what they tell us on this group. It's going to eventually going to eat your body alive, use your, your joints together so bad you won't be able to move. And you can't, you can't move your body slowly deteriorates to the point where you, you die. It's a scary, scary outlook. And I feel bad for the people who are accepting of that because thank God that I had my wife who challenged that. And I, I remember arguing with her about, Heather, you can't tell me that this is not what I have. I have the blood marker. This is it. This is it. End of the story. And I can see how people accept that, swallow that hook, line, and sinker. And it's it. That's all they care about. But I found after getting, going through this journey, diseases can label you with something that might feel good at the time because you, you feel like you have the answer, but it can destroy, destroy your life. Diseases are nothing more than dis-ease. Remember that. It's two words put together. And if people can listen and understand what disease is and where it comes from, that's what we all need to get this, this conclusion of. We don't have to accept that. We can change. Our bodies can heal. We can allow ourselves to reverse what's happened. There are thousands and thousands of stories and cases of people who completely reversed cancer without surgery, without medical treatments. Same thing with all these rheumatology conditions. Same idea, same concept. There are studies there. The cases are out there. And it's, it's amazing to me. I think I'll share one thing is how the gold standard for studying and, and approving a new medication is what? Blind study, placebo. Amazing to me. Let's think about that a second. Placebo. And everyone, no one argues with, at least if you understand medicine, understand how people can heal with nothing more than the belief that they're going to heal. So a sugar pill, a fake shot, a somebody comes in and tells you, I gave you this medication in your uh, breakfast bar this morning. All right. And you believe it enough. 
actually sometimes placebos heal better than the drugs they're trying to develop. Now, to me, that's, that's where we should stop. That's where we, med medical community should stop and say, wow, wait a minute. Here we are trying to develop, spend all our time in the lab. And these people over here, thousands of them in this study are healing without us doing anything. How is that possible? Why don't we study that? Why don't we figure out what's going on in the mind and figure out how we can get to the rest of them? Because, you know, a lot of these uh, new drugs that they develop, when the placebo, let's say, cures uh, out of, let's say, a thousand people patients who are in this study and 400 of them heal with the placebo pill and then 405 heal with the medication. Okay. Is it really the medication or is it par partially the placebo thinking the medication helped you? So what is it? And how do we maybe think about what's going on in the, in the mind and get that 40% or whatever who healed with nothing and turn that into hundred percent? If we can convince people they can heal, it's universal. They can get better. And um, I just think that's fascinating. And I really am frustrated with medical community for not spending more time trying to understand how the mind can heal us without all this stuff going on in the pharmaceutical world. But that's not where the money is. All right. And I think that's what we all have to stop and realize is pharma is a huge industry, multi-billion dollar industry. I should know I'm in the financial services industry. I watch these companies and their stock prices. It's a big, big deal. And they're making medications and they're getting paid for all of these things. And I'm just um, a little bit frustrated to think that I was on these medications, biologics, thinking that was my only way out of this pain. That's what they told me I had. I have to take these and to give myself a weekly shot started with embryo, you know, and I'm, I'm believing the doctor, this is going to help you somewhat. So I started to, the pain started to, to lessen a little bit, right. For about six months, I think, Hey, this is going to help me. I can cope. I can cope. All right. After about six months, guess what? The pain came back. Even, I think even more so than where I, where I started. So I go back to the rheumatologist. Oh, that sometimes happens. Let's switch you over to Humira. Okay. What do you think about this doc? Is this going to work? Yes. It works for some people. Dreaded words. Guess what? I didn't fully believe it. And again, the placebo in action and I didn't, it didn't do anything for me and I'm back in pain. I'm worse. And my, my back pain, I couldn't even stand. I, I'd come into my office and I'd have to lay down on the ground. I mean, I'd be, there was times when I was here crying, just unable to get up and perform my job, to talk on the phone, to be happy, to smile. Um, I just remember thinking one day on the ride home, I, I want to drive my car off and just accidentally look like an accident and drive it off into the river and end my life because I can't do this anymore. I was not a good dad. I was not a good husband. I was negligent with everything I needed to do because I was in so much pain. It consumed my entire life. My family wanted to spend time with me. They wanted to go on vacations and, you know, go do things for the holidays. And I can't, or I don't want to, or I'm miserable and I can't enjoy things. And um, that's when my wife came to the rescue. You want me to go into that story real quick? Let's go for it. So I'm at a conference for Raymond James. It's the broker dealer that I 
work with, who custodies the assets for my business. And every year, the Raymond James has some sort of wellness speaker at the conference. There's a lot of different financial services professionals and industry professionals who talk. And I'm, I'm, it was in Las Vegas. And I think it was 2000 and I think it was 2015. And I'm at this conference and I just remember being so miserable. I couldn't even sit up in the chair. Right. I didn't, I was just begging to get out of there so I could go move around, go lay down somewhere. And this, we were at this wellness conference. My wife wanted to be, to, to go to this session. I heard bits and pieces of it, but I wasn't really absorbing it. And it was just talking about how today's society with all of the technology all the time is, is not helpful for people men, mental state that we're not designed as a human species. Our, our, our ability to always uh, or have to deal with in, in information all the time is we're not there. And we never were meant to be there. Just like being in this state of fight or flight all the time. Because every time you pick up your phone and you're checking your newsfeed and you're getting your notifications and everything that's happening in the world, it's, it's putting extra anxiety into your system, into your body and tension and worry and strain and stress. And we're not capable of handling that. Anyway, he was going on through these messages of how we need to soothe ourselves and tell ourselves we're okay. And, you know, all these messages I needed to hear, but I wasn't listening. And at the end, he talked about different issues with people in chronic pain and the mass increase in people dealing with chronic back pain. Unbelievable numbers as far as growth rates. And why is that? Right. And you start, you start to think about it, but my wife was listening. And he had these resources of, of things that you could do. And, and one of them was, uh, well, she had two books. One was Dr. Schubiner book. And the other was Dr. Sarno's book. Well, I didn't listen to either. I didn't even hear that part. I just wanted to get out of the room. Well, thank God my wife was there because she started researching this stuff and looked on the reviews on Amazon and just started reading all the reviews. And then she said, Billy, I just want you to read these reviews. And that's what, that's what I needed because I was so convinced that I had this disease that I was never going to get better. And that I was eventually going to die that I was already on that path. But I started reading these reviews of people who, who took the approach Dr. Sarno was talking about and they got better. And it wasn't just a couple people. If you look at the reviews on his books, we're talking hundreds or thousands of people. And that's what got me to think, okay, Heather, I'll try it. You know, at least I was maybe 30% curious to think maybe there's still hope. Because at that point, I'm almost given up on all these different procedures and specialists who told me they could help and gimmicks and stuff I was buying and massage chairs and you name it, I did it. But she got me the book. And then there was a workbook from Dr. Schubiner and did that workbook. And, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't really see a heck of a lot of improvement from that workbook. I liked some of the things I read, but it didn't really resonate with me on Schubiner's uh, workbook. But I, I really appreciated what I read about people who had, who had gone through it and gotten better. So I stayed with it. And then I read Dr. Sarno's book. And 
this is the one, you know, this is the mind body prescription. I think right. kind of the gold standard for me in all of the symptoms, all of the different people who had similar symptoms, maybe not necessarily AS, but the pain. All right. So I started to look at and see the types of people he described is who gets this type of chronic pain. And Heather was doing her best to try to tear down the walls that I had built up due to the medical uh, diagnosis I was given. And you know, the, the white coat syndrome, once a white coat gives you any, any diagnosis, you're locked in on it. So it was really hard for me to give up that and let go of what I'd been told from the medical community. And I understand how people feel and how people get so enraged at being told that there's another way and that you don't need to necessarily believe what you've been told. I've found that doctors are well intent, have good intentions, I mentioned, but many of them don't know you as well as you know you. And they think that they are giving you good advice when they're actually giving you the worst advice possible. All right. Yeah. Yeah, this is the truth. I mean, uh, doctors are are well-intentioned and I really do appreciate um, Western medicine and everything that it has offered me. Though at the end of the day, did these people suffer from chronic pain? Did these people have chronic back pain for years? Do they have one of these diagnoses? And likely not, they probably would look a little further themselves when these biologics don't work, work or the... Right. NSAIDs don't work, whatever. It's like the motivation. They don't, they don't, they're happy with just as far as they get. They're not going to look maybe further the way that we have. Right. So go on, go on, Billy. So, um, you know, having that diagnosis and I still remember the doctor and, you know, I appreciate what she was doing, but she was pumping me so full of these drugs and, and telling me to stay on um, anti-inflammatory to the point where I don't even know how my liver held up. I mean, I was taking between 1200 and 1600 milligrams a day of ibuprofen. And I refuse to get on pain pills. Okay. I'm just that I don't like to change my, my mental state. I never changed. I tried it for a short period of time and even just through different things, having, Oh, I don't know, surgeries in my life, repairing things, um, pain pills. I don't like the way they make me feel. You're talking about opiates. Opioids. Opioids, yeah. Yes. And so I, I refused that, you know, I, <laughs> and I went to a pain clinic to see if they might have some ideas, you know, and they pulled out a prescription ready to write your, you know, whatever you want. I was like, I don't want that. Please. I don't want, that's not why I'm here. Please tell me how to get out of pain. <laughs> yeah. And they, they don't know how they, they don't know how. Um, so she, so she told me about this stuff. I was reading Sarno and then I started into, you know, different searches for further proof of that. You know, I, I was only about 50% there and my pain wasn't super that be much better. It wasn't like, I felt like I was making a huge progress. I felt like there were days I was having more days that were good. But when it was bad, it was really bad. And I still hadn't completely connected and tied together what was bringing on the pain. 
okay, now, of course I know what it is. It's the tension. It's the worry. It's the strain. It's the stress. So whenever I have some sort of a, oh man, I'm, I'm having a little tingle in my back. I know exactly what's going on. It's a trigger from my mind saying, look, dude, you're, you're getting all worked up in anxiety for things. You need to calm down. All right. So guess what? Now I just do a little 10 minute meditation. I might go for a jog. I might go, you know, just walk around, get some sunshine and it's gone. It's an emotional thing. And people out there listening to this need to stop with their anti-belief of, you know, your, your fruitcake because you believe this stuff and stop with the hundred percent buy-in of whatever they're being told by the medical community. There are only a, a small number of doctors who understand really what's going on that can help you. You know, poor John Sarno, who's cured tens of thousands of people should have a statue of him back there at that hospital. He worked at New York, uh, Rust university. They, they mocked him. All the other, all the other, uh, professors and, and physicians mocked him because of what he was doing. And I feel so bad for what he had to go through. Yet he was the only one that knew what was going on, honestly and truthfully. The other ones were just trying to put Band-Aids on, you know, thinking they're going to do surgeries and prescribe drugs and they're making people better. They're making people worse. He was the one making people better. And he should have, honest to God, a shrine somewhere because he had to live through all that. And, you know, even today, you, you, try to, you try to say something to people. And I'll go onto these Facebook sites sometimes or a post about chronic pain someone's suffering from. And then you'll see all the comments about, oh, you need this, you that. Poor, poor me, poor me. And, you, you know, you try to say something about, hey, look at this approach. And then it's like, they've blast you, absolutely, completely blast you. Mm -hmm. Oh, another kook trying to tell us it's all in our mind. You don't have no idea what this is. Our doctors told us we have this, we have that. And it's so sad because they don't realize I've been on both sides of that. Okay. You should listen to the guy that's actually healed from it. Not the guy that's never experienced it before. Like you just said, but you know, they want to stay in that camp because they're too scared to let go of it. Yeah. And I, I guess that's the big thing is, you know, to get to the other side of the river, you got to let go of the bank that you're holding on to and you got to yeah. have some trust. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's interesting that the, uh, you know, our, our ego or pain body or whatever it is, is looking for a way to, um, strengthen itself through the identity of, of this illness. And, you know, it's like, what, what would their, what would our, their life be without the pain, without this misery, without that narrative? You know what I mean? Like, so you're saying, yeah, like, well, sometimes we have to let go of that bank, that safety yeah. net, you know, yeah. cause what's, what's riding underneath that pain. And, you know, I'd love to talk to you more about that. You know, the unresolved emotional stress. I mean, for me, this just like the biggest light bulb bulb of all time when I started to really face those things, face those right. feelings. It's like huge. what a turning point, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's, it's, I am so grateful every single day for what I learned and it solved so many problems that, that could have developed into other issues and even for our children. And I look back and the guy, I went through that for a reason. God put me through that for a reason. So mm -hmm. I could save them from the misery of this because I can see how some of my own children, uh, could have developed chronic issues. My daughter was having problems, you know, migraines, constant migraines, and we didn't know what was going on with her, you know, and 
and she was just really young when her mom and I divorced. And, you know, the, the aces they're called these adverse childhood experiences, it's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. And it's an important deal to, to understand because that sets you up for this kind of pain later in life. Okay. It, it triggers you. There's a neurological event and it's, it's there, it's stored in there. And it, it's just a matter of tipping the scale. So if you keep adding negative negativity, worry, tension to your life and never offset it with happiness, gratefulness, peace of mind, calm, then you're going to trigger it and it's going to blow open and it's going to come open, not in your mind. It's going to come open in your body. That's where it ends up. It's a very real thing. Huge. Yeah. We found out of my daughter for all these MRIs and neurological tests. And then they told her she's allergic to all these foods. You know, this is the normal course. You, you take them to these people who are going to test for everything and they're going to find something. It's almost ridiculous. The things that we do to try to find an answer and they'll find an answer, at least the one that you'll believe. So we stopped her from all these foods, like almost everything that she liked to eat. And then as we started this journey for me and I started to realize what was going on. My wife get a, starts under exploring even more and she's going full steam ahead with this stuff. Okay. And so now she understands what's going on. And we come to find out that it's my daughter who is going to the, her, her softball and baseball games. And, and she's only four and five years old at the time, six years old. And she's so worried about it and her performance. She f- makes herself physically sick, migraine headaches, tension headaches, throwing up, and we didn't really correlate as silly now, but we're not trained to think that these kind of things are emotionally based. We're trained to think that there's something wrong with us in our body. You think, oh, we got a tumor. You know, my God, my child's going to be, you know, deathly ill, some sort of thing wrong. Don't try to take away from people who do end up with these diagnoses. I understand that it, it can happen, but most times it's, it's an event or it's a continuation of events that we keep putting on our own shoulders. And once we started talking to her about that, we stopped all these treatments she was having. We stopped all these uh, food allergy restrictions that they told. And she eats everything now. She doesn't have any of that stuff. And so many of our kids these days all around the country or world are being given the same restrictions, limited lifestyle, limited foods putting all, all these things in, you know, you have intestinal problems with gastro reflux. I was on medication for that for 20 years. There's another example, you know, these, these things, they're TMS equivalents. They're all different equivalents or different bodily, uh, symptoms from the same root issue, negative emotions, worry, strain, stress, fear. And so I believed I was going to be on acid reflux pills for the rest of my life. They told me I was precancerous. Every time I go in there for my annual checkup, they, you know, oh yeah, you're getting worse. We need to up your dosage, up your dosage. Wow. I haven't taken one of those pills in eight years. Okay? Wow. Once you know what's going on, you cure everything. I, I, that's what I, that's the way I feel. And I'm not afraid to say it. And I know people are probably going to listen to that and have some pushback or maybe be violently mad at me. But that's okay. I'm willing to take the punches. I know what I know. I've seen what I've seen with my wife's business. People restricted the wheelchairs for the rest of their life. And now they're walking again. I mean, things like this are not by chance. 
or not because they got a different drug or not because they got a brilliant surgeon who gave them the right operation and surgery. It's not. It's because they finally understood and accepted and that have the knowledge to heal and knowing where it's coming from. Take a look at Tiger Woods. How many back surgeries does that guy have? Mm -hmm. It's never going to end for him because he doesn't know where it's coming from. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's all over the world. And, uh, we, we need to do a better job of correcting what the, what they're being told. Um, that's why I love what you're doing. I wouldn't have got out of my pain completely if I hadn't had another doctor tell me that the original doctor was wrong. Oh, wow. Cause as wow. much as I wanted to buy into this TMS thing and this mind body thing, I couldn't get all the way over the hump. I'd start, I get a little bit better and I fall back. And I think, damn it. I knew it. Like, I knew it. I told you I've got this blood type. I've got this rheumatology issue. I've got AS and I'm never going to get better. This is it, Heather. I'm dead. You know, and those are, that was my mindset because I start, I give it a little try. I go a couple of months. I do all the work. I, but see people like me who tend to get this stuff, they want results right now. You know, they want to fix it, fix it, get me better. Instead of that was my part of my problem is I was so worked up and focused on getting better and I need to follow the steps. Give me, tell me what to do. I'm going to check them off. That's not how this works. Now, this is important. This is an important thing to outline because I, I was doing the same thing. I was just like pushing, pushing, pushing and, and expecting results and, yeah. and looking to the future for it to happen, mm -hmm. knowing that I was on the right track, but when is it going to happen for me? When's it going to happen for me? And that is kind of like, uh, yeah, like, um, uprooting seeds and checking to see if they're growing, just keep right. on going in the backyard and like pulling the seeds out and going, Oh no. Yeah. They were germinating and you put them back <laughs> in. It's like, well, that seed's not going to grow now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me more about that. Tell me about like, how did you discover, you know, that just to, to like let, to, to let go and, and let, let, go. let, yeah, let go. Well, it was lucky for me in reading some of these books. I, I got on this site called um, TMS Wiki, okay? And that was one of the sites. It's a very archaic site, but it's one that had the various um, symptoms and chronic issues that people were dealing with. And, I, you know, for me, I needed more evidence. I needed more confidence in this whole mind-body approach. And I needed case studies. I needed examples. I wanted... I wanted somebody with my exact same condition who had gone through it and then healed. Okay. But I couldn't find it. I'm looking everywhere. And he's like, nobody has this. Nobody has that. Nobody. Everybody has different stuff, different pain, pain in the upper back, pain in the lower back, pain in this area, this, that area, you know, and I had pain changing everywhere. I had that pain in my back, up, low, high side. Um, then it was shoulder pain. And I went in and had shoulder surgery because they had told me how to, Point rotator cuff, you know, they did the MRIs. Yeah, you got this. And I even remember going to a doctor who didn't even look at an MRI. I went in there. To, he he rolls himself in because he just had a new knee put in. He rolls himself in, takes a look at me and said, yeah, we're going to schedule for surgery next week. What time's good for you? I'm like, doc, you haven't even looked at me. <laughs> oh, I can tell you what you got. I mean, you, you, you got a torn labrum. I mean, so think about the 
it's just disgusting what some of these surgeons are willing to do to you, right? And just put you under the knife immediately. So I, I did this surgery. If I go back, I would never done it because I didn't need to do it. I'll tell you why. I'm a CrossFit guy. I do a ton of CrossFit. I work out all the time. And going through this, I was, I'm kind of going forward, but I'm going to get back to why. I'd gotten to that stage where I believed what I was being told. I believed the mind body and I, I was healing. My back was 90% better. My shoulder started to hurt. The pain wanted to resurface somewhere else. It'll move on you, right? We all know that the people who've been yeah. through this, it'll change Just around. It'll change. So now I get pain in this right shoulder, the same way it was in this left shoulder that I had surgery. So I'm thinking, what's wrong? What's wrong? I can't even do a push up. I mean, I do a push up and I fall on my face. And I, oh, that one's torn. You know, that was my original initial, just like knee jerk thought. I torn it. And then I went home and thought about it. And then, no, I, I didn't tear anything. That's an emotional reaction. I look up the symptom. My wife has this app that has <laughs> the emotional, it's the emotional um, cause of every pain condition our body produces. And so that's very cool. And I'll show that it's called just, you need to get this. It's the symptoms app, um, feelings app it's called. And what is it called? Yeah, feelings. Healing feelings. And it's from Carol Truman called feelings buried alive, never die. So I looked up the symptoms for right shoulder pain. All right. And it has a, it has a, an answer basically, or a reason for why you're having shoulder pain. And uh, the right one was, relates to financial right shoulder has something to do with your financial well-being. Oh, lo and behold, guess what? I was doing some issues at work right then. And we're going through some, corrections in the market and I'm dealing with that. I'm worried about all that clients, money, assets. And I applied that and said, you know what? That's, that's just an emotional issue. And I kind of dealt with it and said, everything's going to be fine. Next day, hundred percent back to normal. Went from probably going in for surgery to I'm fine and let it go away. So it's like the statement or the, the saying, a watched cut will never heal. Something like that. It won't. If you sit and worry about a physical injury and sit and stare at it and worry about it and worry about it and fear it, it won't, it won't heal. A bruise won't go away. A cut won't heal. And it's the same thing with our pain. If we're constantly feeding it by looking at it and checking in on it and worrying, it's going to stay there. You're just basically giving it the fuel that it needs to stay alive. So I'll get back to how to deal with that in a minute, but going to the doctor, I found, I found some TMS doctors who I felt like I needed to talk to somebody. I needed to talk to an expert, a specialist, a pro who knows about this stuff. There's no doctors in Utah. I looked in the entire state of Utah, can't find a single one that understands TMS or this type of approach. So the closest one I found was Dr. Schechter, David Schechter in California, LA. Okay, I'm so, uh, at that point, I'm so needing the correct or to have somebody tell me what's going on, whether it's, yes, you have AS or no, you don't. You have TMS. I needed the answer because I'm still buying into the rheumatologist who wears the white coat that I've gone to see for years. 
So I, I scheduled this appointment with Dr. Schechter. He wants to see all my lab. He wants to see all my medical treatments. He wants to see everything, all my records. Meticulously fill everything out, right? I mean, I'm writing all these. I, I had journals worth of entries on my pain. I had journals worth. And I, you know, send everything, upload it to him, go out there for my appointment. And he does all the evaluation, you know, checks me over. He doesn't just walk in and say, here's your diagnosis. He, he checks me out, right? He looks me over. He tests different parts of my body. He looks at my MRIs. He does all these things. And then an hour later, he sits me down and he says, Billy, you don't have AS. That's a label. You have TMS. He said, doc, what about my doctor? What about the doctor that told me this? What about my blood work? He said, it's, it's honestly almost, in my opinion, malpractice for people to diagnose you with this type of stuff. When I can honestly say, based on your emotion, based on your activity, based on the, your lifestyle, how you run your life, that you can't just label people with this and instantly apply it to everyone. So that gave me a huge dose of confidence to say, I have a chance to heal, right? So then I dive in head first. Then I'm reading every book I can find. And then I go into, you know, Steve Odzanich's book, The Great Pain Deception. And then I read all the rest of Sarno's books. And then I'm starting to buy in because I'm starting to accept it more and more and more. And every time I have this little setback with pain, I wouldn't let it run me. I wouldn't let it take, take me away. I would kind of get to the point where I challenge myself to laugh at it. And lo and behold, you know, you just wake up one day and your pain's gone and Whoa. it's gone. And you're Whoa. going, where did that go? What happened? And you know, what a journey and what a, what a scenario that could have been. My life could have been so bleak, desperate, a shadow of myself. I could have had no enjoyment in life. I could have been non-existent from my children's activities and all the things that I wanted to do, all the plans that we had. I could have, it could have been over for me. And so that's what I'm trying to say to all the listeners is don't, don't fall into that and believe that that's your destiny. There's, a, there's another path. There's another path. And I truly believe that if you get on that path, you can heal. So yeah, it's a it's an incredible message. Um, I think it's so important what you've laid out because um, about the what you discovered with this doctor in California about TMS, um, AS being TMS. This is this is massive. This is massive information for folks to know because it could be the most empowering thing that we could hear. Because for AS, there isn't the the massive backing of gravitas and experience and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that have gotten better. But when you say AS is, it's just, it's the same right. as TMS. Exactly. And all of a sudden it's like massive, massive opening of possibility. So Michael, I, I, I got on Facebook. I'm going to go back to that. <laughs> okay. Because after I'd learned, after I'd learned the healing, you know, and I, I, let's say I'd been completely healed for maybe a year and a half, two years. And I said to Heather, I said, you know, I really feel strongly that I need to get on this Facebook 
group and I need to share this with them. Right. <laughs> I need to. I felt obligated because I interacted with so many of them. And, you know, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I can help so many people. And I got on there and I posted, look, guys, I know some things. I, we, I can help you. This isn't, this isn't going to be who you are. Let me share with you some things. Let me share with you some books. Let me get you some resources to help you. And I was killed. I was attacked. No less than 30 people just started firing away at me because they didn't want to hear what I had to say. Anti, the wall is up. It, and I just sat back and I, I looked ahead and I said, they don't want to get out of this. They don't want to heal or they don't believe they can. And they're, so it's like an army when they gang up on someone who's all alone. And I'm all alone in that because I'm the one who's gone through it. And you think, my God, this guy's healed. How did he do it? Let's listen to him. Absolutely not. And I, I feel so bad for those folks. And I, if anyone's out there is listening, that's part of those types of groups. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening and I hope you're not rolling your eyes and I hope you're not getting ready to slam this closed because this is the only way to get truly healed hundred percent better. You're not going to find it in a lab. You're not going to find it in a drug. Okay. All these drugs that they're trying to develop just causes reactions and side effects somewhere else. It might help you for a short period of time, but it, it comes right back. That's right. Don't buy into the gimmicks and stuff. You can heal yourself. Your body knows what to do. If you'll let it, you've got to slow it down. You got to let things come. You got to quit being so agitated and anxious. And this takes a while because you've fed this whole inner neurological system. It's become your natural, your normal state is high alert, high intensity, right? Fight or flight. You're sending chemicals into your body all the time when you're in that high awareness state with your phone, with your, you know, checking in with all the issues that you got going on in your life, social media, shut them down. What I do, I shut them all down. No notifications. What do I like? Meditation apps, calm, <laughs> peaceful music, happy stuff, comedies, watch funny shows, not depressing, scary, you know, watch stuff that's funny. Um, you need to laugh. You need to get out and enjoy the sunshine. You need to find things that you enjoy and try this test. You have pain. Go do something that gets your mind off that you really enjoy doing like a craft or a hobby, or there's something that just keeps your mind busy. And then don't forget to check in and say, Oh, am I in pain? Oh my God. I'm not. Where's my pain. Well, when you're not focused on your pain, it's gone. Isn't that amazing? Because if you had had something physically wrong with you, your pain would be there 24 seven and it's not. And that's part of your evidence sheet. So I tell people, I think it's huge. Have an evidence sheet. You need to refer back to that all the time. Evidence sheet means the pain comes and goes. It's different. It's different intensity. It changes location. It's, it's higher when I'm more anxious or more nervous or have more worries going on in my mind where I'm in a certain situation or I've been trained or I'm accustomed to a certain chair. And that's when I have my pain. So you've kind of taught yourself like Pavlov's dogs, you know, they start salivating before they even get their food because they've been trained and accustomed to the bell. Your, you know, your mind has produced this because you're accustomed to a certain sitting position or, or a certain activity 
or a certain place that you're going to have pain. Again, when you think something strongly enough, it will happen. That's what goes back just the whole power of the mind. And that's what we should be studying. I really wish the people that were training to be the future doctors of our world were required to understand this. That's how we're going to cure all these diseases out there, Michael. I really believe it. We're raising how many trillions of dollars for cancer research every year. And where does it all go? It goes into a lab to try to cook up a drug. And why don't we spend half of that money on figuring out how the mind can heal those kind of, because it's a cellular structure. Your cells are eating themselves away, right? It's a dis-ease. There's, there's a way to correcting that and reversing that if we apply those concepts. That's my feeling. I just really think that's where we need to go in this, in this world with medical treatments. Well, 100%. And, and with, and with, as a collective society waking up and, and putting an end or neutralizing inherited trauma. You were talking about a- ACEs and uh, unresolved emotional stress developed, say, in the womb or in the first seven years right. of our life. Like all this stuff is inherited. So like you said, yes. it's your discovery. Everything you've been through, you were able to pass it on to your daughter in real time. And that, that is neutralizing inherited trauma. Right. I mean, so we're all getting better. So yeah, it's it, what we're talking about is is um, Michael Brown talks about this in his book. Um, He talks about how just by us looking into unresolved emotional stress and all these uncomfortable feelings and learning to accept them and letting them come to the surface and, and, and be what they are and then letting them go. This is what just doing that also creates more peace and harmony in our family around us and our friends and in our community, because all of a sudden we're less prone to being triggered. All of a sudden mm-hmm. we're less prone to being reactive. Mm-hmm. And then it, and uh, Tolley talks about this a lot. Eckhart Tolle talks about this in his book, the pain body, pain body yeah. is just energy, right? So Love say, right. it's incredible. So, I mean, Billy, if you had this pain body, I had it, we met up, we're just having conversation, but there's something that doesn't feel right between us there's this edge you know what i mean or this this just like something you're saying is bothering but i don't know what it is i mean this is this is pain body this is like it can communicate unconsciously subconsciously between each other Mm -hmm. and so it's just tremendously exciting to me that this kind of technology or whatever you want to call it like this way of self healing or realize realization is it's helping not just us but everyone around us oh exactly it's huge it's so empowering and exciting yeah yeah massively exciting i think it's so so interesting and and brave of you to go back to that facebook site and 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 offer a hand and it's so interesting that i mean i I get it i'm i was so tempted to go on there too and i just i kind of just Kind of knew like what I would, you know what I mean? Here, how you'd what, be met, right? How I'd be met. And it's <laughs> funny, like when, when I was creating the podcast, I kept thinking, what do I call it? What do I call it? And thing is, like the name of it is, and I've talked about this on the show many times, it's the most 
functional name. It's the least attractive, exciting name of all time, but it reaches people so yeah. that they'll listen. And that's the main thing. And the funny thing is I could call it the TMS AS podcast or something, but yeah, the message is that, that this is, this is a way that, that works. And it's, um, the most empowering that, that I've come across like you, Billy, I've, I've looked under every freaking stone I could find exhausting myself. And yes, it helped to some degree though does that very act of panic and looking and struggling and fighting yep. and, and, and liquidating me, my resources mm-hmm. and energy, my life's mm-hmm. energy, just giving it oh, away yeah. anything yeah. that showed any promise. So yeah, I would have done anything. I, I mean, yeah, uh, me at, too. at that point in the pain, I would, anybody would have told me to try something. I would have done it. I told you some of this ridiculous things that <laughs> I did, but you know, you, you do get that. You're so desperate. You're so desperate. And, you know, I'm thankful right now, especially this time of year for what I learned and the knowledge I have and, and for where that took me. And just like when I was on the Facebook site, I remember specifically hearing there was a guy that was posting saying, Hey, there's a couple of us here on this site who have learned how to get a, over the wall. And I remember those words specifically. We've learned how to get over the wall. Message me if you want more information. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's figured it out. And you know what I'm thinking? Was it Embro or Humira? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was my mindset. So I, I messaged him and said, you know, which one of the biologics did you use? Honestly, thinking that that's what he was going to talk about. And it just didn't respond to me. And now I know why, because he knew I had no capability at that time of hearing what he had to say. I was not in the mindset to be prepared to hear it. And that's what I feel like everyone, 99% of the people that are glued into these Facebook sites and other groups like that, they're not there. They're mentally not ready to hear it. And they're, they'd rather just stay where they're at. And mm-hmm. they're banded together, so they're strength in numbers. But I hope that they stop for a second and think to themselves, is this the life that I really want to live? Is this me? Do I identify this way? Or is this just a symptom that I have right now? Right? Mm-hmm. It's what you have right now. It doesn't mean you're going to have it forever. There's a way out of it. Yeah. Right? Another name I keep thinking of that I'd like to call this podcast is the four minute mile. I'm sure you're familiar with what the yes. four minute. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I read that book. Yeah. Right. So you've run it. You've run the four minute mile for anyone listening that doesn't know for the longest time, no one could run a, a it mile. It was impossible, four. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Couldn't run it. And then someone did it and then yeah. someone else did it. And I think the difference with us is that we had this AS diagnosis. So the AS diagnosis, like you talked about, is so powerful, has so much weight. There's so many images and doctors and white coats that mm-hmm. have a whole list of things that are destined to happen. Yeah. And so and so to say that you've made the link, I've made the link, that AS is another way of saying TMS, unresolved emotional stress. So how do we address that? And do, and you know, do we truly want to, oh, are yeah. we truly ready? You know, 
And so I, I want to talk to you because I know a lot of people in the back of their head might be going to how, how, how did it happen? How did he do it? How? Give me a how. And so I'm just going to try to phrase this and get you right there, right in the driver's seat back when you talked to that doctor and he said, AS is TMS, same thing. And you went and did that research and you started to discover what unresolved emotional stress, those feelings coming up, all mm -hmm. that. How? How, like, what was, what was your technique? How would you describe the state of mind that you were able to get into where you could start just shedding down that mind, that fear of trying to figure everything out and just start to feel Yeah. what, what changed? Can you, can you kind so of walk through? Such a great question. And I think that's what everyone comes to, you know, we were both there. We all want like an answer. And it's because I think we've been trained that way from little kids, you fall down and get hurt or you get sick and you go get something. Right. And it makes you better. Or you need something that's, that's going to fix it immediately. A pill. Usually it's a form of a pill, but this is not the case. And so, yeah, it's, I hate to be arbitrary in this answer. It, everyone's a little bit different. And I'd read many, many, many of the reviews. I'm talking probably thousands. I was so focused on the reviews of the people that have got better. So every video that Sarno had on YouTube, everything that anybody associated with him had anything to say about it, I watched. Uh, I watched almost all of Steve Ozanich's uh, YouTube called his uh, Wall of Fame board, those people that have healed from various conditions. I watched them all. I wanted to hear what they had to say. I wanted to reiterate to me remember I had to keep kind of erasing this image of the rheumatologist diagnosis and, and all the doctors that I'd seen, I had to keep erasing all the things I read on Facebook that were still ingrained in my mind, still popping up. Cause every time I'd have a, a flare up of pain, they'd come up surface. Oh, see, I told you, I told you that's what you have. And that's what my mind kept trying to play tricks on me. So I always have to go back to the evidence sheet. I'd have to go back to why I, why I don't buy into what I've been told. I'd almost have to say um, doctors who I've seen, show me the patient list that you have who healed from being treated by you. <laughs> they don't have any, none of them have been healed. They're just being treated. But yet I have Sarno and all these other people who've actually a whole list of people completely healed. So which area do you want to go to? Which path do you want to choose? So I kept pushing myself over in that path and I kept rereading the books because you can't just read a book once and feel like you got it, right? You have to keep rereading because things will resonate. You, you read it again. You read Sarno's book again. And you, oh man, that jumped out at me, right? Now I just, oh, I like that, what he said right there. So now I get a little more comfortable. And then I remember reading a passage from a different doctor. I can't even remember his name now. This is one thing that helped me a lot is he'd say, he said, Rather than focusing on the pain that you have, focus on an area of your body that isn't in pain. All right. That was huge for me because I'd say, oh, uh, my back hurts. My, you know, my lower back, my mid back hurts. Oh, let me, let me focus on my right knee. Oh my gosh, that feels good. You know, there's no pain in that. So I just sit and think about that to where after a few minutes, I'd stop thinking about either one. Right. And so I think you train your mind and say, look, mind, I'm not going to get drug into this with you. It's like a hamster spinning around a wheel. 
it just keeps running, trying to get out, but it's never going to get out as long as it keeps running. And so we have to stop running and stop chasing it. Let it, let it go. And I know that's kind of a, I know frustrating thing to listen to is like you hear this all the time, let it go, let it go. (laughs) But once you've gotten to the other side, you understand what that means because you haven't let go. When people tell you, let go, there's something that you need to let go of. And usually that's the fear, the pain, the focus on the pain, the, the mindset that you're currently in, the belief system that you have about it. You know, the first thing I had to do is let go of, what I've been told and the mindset that I had around it, I had to let go of all the things I've been told medically. And that was really, really hard. I got to be honest. That was hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I also had a therapist too, that Dr. Schechter prescribed to me to help me through that state of mind, to help me understand what was going on in my mind and how I got there in the first place. And that was big. That helped me a lot. He taught me that, I didn't even realize it, but my normal state was this tension state, right? When, when you're in that and you don't realize that you're in it, that's what's producing this. And then this weighing uh, scale, like I remember reading it in Sarno's book, there's a scale you have internally and in your mind. And when you've weighed it down too far with negative thoughts, negative emotions, worry, stress, all the negative stuff emotionally, it, it is going to come out your body is going to produce pain to deal with it because it's thinking that just something is wrong. Your mind keeps telling something's wrong. So it's going to then Hmm. produce something wrong. And I had to realize that I needed to fill my cup. I needed to add more positive thinking, more positive emotions, happiness. So I started doing gratitudes. I started looking for ways, any way I could find to, uh, calm myself during the day, you know, just sitting here right now, I just think about, you know, my shoulders tight is my jaw tight is my neck tight. And before I never thought about that stuff, you know, and I would always be tense. Once I started to realize I'm like, Oh my gosh, my shoulders are tight. What am I doing? Because my body has been in that way for st- that mode for so long that it's just adapted to it and become normal. And that's producing more inner tension, which is going to produce pain. And um, so all these things that started happening to me, I just started noticing meditation's huge yoga. I started doing that. Just I'm not huge into yoga now, but you know, for a couple of months there, we were going once or twice a week and just different things that started resetting my fight or flight response, my psychological response, my emotional state. That's really where it's at. Once you start setting that and telling yourself you're okay in this moment, you're okay. And that's what that, going back, clear back to that conference, is what that guy was trying to tell me and I wasn't listening, is you're okay in this moment. That's what you need to focus on right now, this very moment. Not what happened, not worrying about what happened yesterday, not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and all the strains and stresses of life. That's where we get all these negative emotions from, right? the past and the future. And they're not even real. They haven't even happened. Or they've already happened and it's over, so you can't relive it. So just do it right now and stay breathing and just stay calm. And I know that sounds, again, easier said than done, 
when you're in pain, you want out. And some people get out real quick. They go to these conferences or they listen to a book from Sarno, read it, listen to it. And their pain's over real quick. And I was so jealous of those people because I was like, <laughs> how do they do that so fast? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still in pain. And it took me probably three months of applying this stuff, this kind of work. Uh, but I start getting better. I start getting a little bit better. But I wanted to stay with it because you can get fall back off. So you have to stay with it. Keep reiterating, you know, keep reading these books. Talk to people who've been through it. Keep communicating with them. Go see a doctor if you need to, if you really need to change your mindset and have somebody that you trust just as much tell you the opposite of what you've been told. Man, there's, and I just look back and think, how many doctors did I listen to that almost destroyed my life? And they didn't mean to, but they almost did. And I listened to them and I bought into it. And the ones that saved my life are the ones nobody wants to listen to. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. It makes me think, um, just makes me think um, being in, say, the seat of someone who's listening right now and they're going, oh my gosh, Billy, what's the name of that therapist you had? What's the name of that doctor you went and saw? Because I want to send them all my information and my AS diagnosis and I want to hear them say the same thing. <laughs> and that, yeah, you know, they said to you, they said to me, um, the reality is there's there's a small number I'm assuming of those kinds of doctors. And if they're in the States, they're charging money. And a lot of folks, you know, might be listening to this live in India and, you know, in Canada or don't have that kind of money to spend. So like, so what, what message would you say to them? You know? Yeah. Super good question. Again, I would say to them is a lot of these folks who understand this, the experts, you call, let's call them, that are actually PhDs, they have the doctorate, uh, will do uh, Zoom meetings like this. They will get on the phone with you. They will do uh, a conference call. And there are other specialists out there who uh, maybe just like clinical therapists, but they understand this. And that may be a very good step for you is to get on the phone with somebody who understands this. You can't, you know, I, I wrote this down is the, the doctors that you see and that you talk to when you're in this state of mind, in this kind of pain and desperation is so, so critical. I can't under, overstate that enough. It's, it's so critical who you talk to because you could go one, one guy could go this way and have a doctor tell them that they have a disease and they won't get better and they got to learn to live with the pain. Another go this way and meet with another type of doctor who says, you can heal from this. And here's how, and now have completely different outcomes, right? The same kind of conditions, but completely different outcomes for their life. So, you know, I just pray to everyone that they find that right fit. If they need a doctor, if they need someone to um, reiterate what their condition is, I'm hoping that these types of things um, resonate and they, people will listen, especially the ones who've been through it, like you and I, and and others, you know, thousands and thousands of others who've been through it and healed. I hope that's a, another path that they'll take. But just realizing that what they're doing so far is not getting them out. It's not getting them across. And there's, there's a different way. And again, they have to let go of what they've been told. 
and it's it's in Sarno's work. He's actually used to um, work alongside physical therapists. You know, he'd do the mental work with people, telling them why they're why they have pain to begin with. But he'd work in conjunction with physical therapists, and then he realized after a while, I'm actually doing them a disservice because now I'm I'm telling them it's it's a mind issue, but then I'm telling them to go work on their body. Mm. So he realized that was a big mistake and he, he eliminated it. He said, no, no, I'm no longer working with physical therapists. I'm going to fix you myself. And he didn't fix them with a pill or a shot or a surgery. He fixed them with knowledge. How cool is that? He fixed them by telling them how they, they develop the pain on their own and how they can get out of the pain on their own. And they did, and they do, and they continue to do so. And the people that model their practices after him God bless them because we need more of them. We need thousands more of them out there. The pain epidemic in this country is, and even across the world is so high. And I can tell you, think about what's going on with joint replacements, hip, knee, shoulder, everyone's that you know, you know, someone who's going in for some sort of replacement. Now, in my opinion, the people that need those are the people that have destroyed, you know, let's say, blown off in in a blast or completely destroyed in an accident something like that but to say that we need all these things replaced as a normal part of everyday life at the rate we're doing it is completely asinine to me because what we're doing is again we're looking at the body and we're not looking at the mind of why this stuff is happening but what you do is go in and have an mri and of course you're going to find stuff wrong yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> There's abnormalities as we get older. I have gray hair. <laughs> that's not normal, right? <laughs> but we accept it. But that's like me blaming my headache on my gray hair and thinking, you know, and, and actually believing that, you know, everybody laugh at that, right? But what I'm saying is these MRIs have created so much confusion and misinformation. And for the most part, because they'll find something and then you'll believe it. You know, when I had my multiple MRIs, the doctors told me, oh, you get these microfractures in your spine. Right. Oh, God, my God, what's that? What does that mean? Oh, well, did you do some stuff in your life? Well, I was a jockey. I had a lot of injuries. Oh, there it is. Boom. <laughs> gotcha. Nailed it. You know, and seriously, I believe that. It's like microfractures from riding. God damn it. It caught up to me, you know? All those spills <laughs> I had 20 years later, I'm paying the price. Uh, and it's just ridiculous. And the other term you hear every day, bone on bone. I am bone on bone. You know, you look no further than the, the studies they've done. And there's, there's literally hundreds of them now that when they've done studies of people who have pain, grouped them with people who don't have pain and went and done MRIs on them, all of them. They can't find a difference in the MRI yet. Some are in pain, some aren't, but they all have the same kind of, if you just told the, the, uh, the doctors who are going to look at those MRIs and tell them, Hey, what, what do you think these patients have without knowing what they have? They'd say the same thing for every one of them. They're bone on bone. They need to have a hip replacement. They need a knee replacement. And you know, that's sad and tragic that we're going that road. And I've done the same thing. So I understand why people do it, but you know, with my shoulder, um, you know, and I had the same thing with my knee, I had my knee start hurting me. This was about three years ago. So after all this stuff going on, and my knee started hurting me. And this was, well, I guess it was two years ago, started the whole pandemic. And I was starting to get really angry of what was going on, right? I didn't like what was happening. I didn't like the whole idea of being shut down and, you know, government 
telling us what we can and can't do. And so my knee, my left knee started bothering me. And that's, guess what the symptom is for that, Michael? Being, or the feeling I should say, the feeling for that is being unreceptive to events. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so I start looking at that and my wife just laughs at me and I say, okay, all right, I give in. I have to accept what's going on. Well, the pain went away after a couple of weeks of me being in pain, thinking, why is my knee hurt? Can you tell me what's going on? And she pulls out her app, tells me what's going on. <laughs> there it is. So, you know, if you think emotionally, you're going to find that your life is so much more fulfilling and better because you don't have to stay in those conditions. You don't, you don't need a drug. You don't need a surgery. You don't need, and I'm, I'm saying in general, I'm, I know there's outliers, but I hate to tell people that there's outliers too much because then they start thinking that they're an outlier. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think some people just, they kind of tap dance around this whole condition of TMS because they don't want to, you know, take the risk of somebody saying, I, you know, I really have a serious condition. Mm. And so I understand what, where that comes from and why we don't want to downplay it. However, I think <laughs> way too many people put themselves into that category. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, have I think condition. I, I was tempted too. I mean, I, I could say, you know, I mean, it, it started for me, I started feeling symptoms when I was nine years old and, you know, I could say, Oh, you know, I, you know, I, I got it worse than everyone else. And like, you know, I got so, you know, a lot harder than anybody else or, you know, I really got this thing. And, but I started feeling better the same way you did. You know what I mean? And the same way a lot of other people did with, with TMS symptoms. And so it's, it's, it's the same thing, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful, man. I love talking to people who actually understand it and who know what's going on. Yeah. It's the most frustrating thing in the world to talk to people who you're trying to help right. who are in pain and they just look at you with kind of a smirk on their face thinking, what an idiot you are. You don't know what I have. I have this. Yeah. And you just, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. You're going to be in this thing for, you know, forever until you change the way you're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been in, in those shoes, man. And it's, uh, I, I come up, I notice I can see it pretty soon in the conversation there's just a couple words i'll say about like where i was coming from and then and then when i feel that wall coming down and i can see it i'm just like okay and then there's a difference there i feel like there's some people i talk to and they are sincerely maybe it's that they've hit like the point where they will try anything or mm -hmm. they will literally they they start to see that oh no that you know, I have a choice here or I don't believe everyone. I don't believe everything. And it's, it's those folks where I'm like, okay, all right. You know, we, we got somewhere to go here. We got now a we conversation. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've helped the number of those kind of who are receptive. I feel like it's, there's more that aren't, there's more that aren't receptive that yeah. are still in that mindset of the medical model. And I guess I just need to try to be patient because I was there too. I, I was yeah. once there who, yeah. you know, kind of laughed at the other viewpoint, but. Um, so let's talk about like, I mean, me, are you, are you working with people? I, I'm like, I, I have started doing that when I have the pleasure to someone reaches out to me and I can work with them one-on-one. -on -one. It's one of the most rewarding things I've done so far. And also having this podcast, I know you said your wife is doing that mm -hmm. and, um, 
And I also want to reiterate, and I think it's important that there are people that don't need to work with people one-on-one. And right. They can read books and they can change this all on their own. And that, that it's, I think, so important to build that foundation and to read as much as you can and to dive in. And like you said, you just, you read tons of reviews and you, you looked at tons of different, tons of different books and tons of different points of views. And that's what I've done. I, I've read so many books about this and you gain a little bit from each person. And, yep. you know, so I just want to reiterate that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I worked with someone one-on-one and that really helped someone who had AS and they're feeling better. And, you know, for me, like just, they helped me with that belief, you know, kept me kind of on track for a little while. And then I was okay to fly on my own, but it's not necessarily necessary, but yes, for some, it may help. It may be good. And, um, so are you helping folks one-on-one are you tell me about your wife? Tell me about you. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, I, that's why I reached out to you because I'm so passionate about it. I think the folks that have gone through it and, and they, they understand that, you know, you almost feel like you're, you're one of the few lucky ones that have, that have found the right path, but it didn't come easy. We had to work and struggle and, and continue to fight through it and get there. But I mean, you got there. Now you look back and go, I, I know I can help people get across. I can get, I can get more people over here. And so I, I want to help anything I can do. People that are listening to this, if they want to reach out to me, more power to them, please tell them, uh, answer questions. They can email me. You know, I think that was huge for me is the resources just to reach out to people who've, who've healed and who've got, gotten better and who understand what they need to do and who can help you. Just give you words of encouragement along the way. Um, I'm helping people all the time. I'm talking to people all the time. Every week I have more people come clients of mine or friends of mine and, Oh, I, I'm, I'm going in for this. I I've got this condition or that condition or, uh, you know, and I say, stop, please stop. Please listen to me before you do this. Okay. And some of them will, some of them won't, but I continue to fight that. My wife is 100% available. She's got her own business, as you mentioned, um, it's called pain free for good. So it's just the website painfreeforgood.com and you can schedule a consultation with her. She's really good at understanding people and what they need emotionally and the support they need and, and the types of tools. She has a whole toolbox full of things that she can help people, you know, know which tool to pull out for every different person and the, and the kind of person they are. Um, she helps uh, a lot of women. She works with children. She's worked with a lot of different uh, men who haven't figured out what what's causing it and uh, you know she just she does a lot of it by zoom um, local community here in Utah I mean I think she's probably one of the very few here that that does this type of work you know that understands it and to, and to help people so she's getting referrals every day you know people trying to send her oh yeah we know someone else who has a condition can you help them you know and it can be pain it can be chronic pain it can be it can be mental like depression and you know how many people are being diagnosed now with depression anxiety chronic depression stuff like that where they put them on medications they can't sleep um you know she works with people uh who have all sorts of conditions like that so i would say how i feel feel welcome to call her or email her and we can hook you up with her i'm I'm here because I've been through it. She's been through her own conditions. Okay. She had chronic fatigue. She had 
other types of things that um, thyroid issues, you know, those are one of the go-tos that the doctors will tell women, you know, hyperthyroidism, that's a TMS equivalent, uh, chronic fatigue, TMS equivalent. The new great one right now that they're writing about is Lyme's disease. That's, that's what a lot of people are, are coming down with. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're telling and writing articles about that, what, you know, what's causing it, but they're so far off course, you know, it's another TMS equivalent. Um, any type of chronic body condition when they try to say it's caused by this and you can't get better because of it um that should tell you right there to question it right acute conditions recover you recover from them you heal from them your body heals from it um unless there's some other issue going on in your body that you're unable to heal, like an immune response. And we're all told autoimmune disease. That's what AS is autoimmune. So you start thinking, well, my body doesn't know how to heal from this. Um, I'm never going to get better because of again, what they told me, but that again is another medical answer to something that they don't know how to fix autoimmune disease. Can't fix it. (laughs) You can fix it. And that's the thing people need to know and people need to hear is everyone can get better from this stuff. Just, and I say everyone, I believe it. I really do. But, you know, you get some that get real angry with you. Um, mm-hmm. But let's say 99.9% of people can get better from this. And just, just look at all the stuff. Look at the books. Look at the resources. All the, the writers that you mentioned. By the way, the best book I ever read. Can you read that? How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale, Dale Carnegie. Carnage. Carnage? Carnegie. Carnegie. Yeah, that's different than Carnage. <laughs> Carnegie. Well, I haven't, I haven't even uh, heard of that one. Please read it. And please, oh, wow. everyone that's watching this, this has all of the stuff that we didn't, that, that Sarno talks about, but th- he wrote it 100 years ago. <laughs> 100 years ago? Well, almost. Oh, I mean, Dale he, Carnegie, of course. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. He was born in 1888, oh died my. in 1955. How um, to stop? How to stop worrying and start living. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay, and I, I once I got through all this TMS, and I'm on the other side, and then I read this book, and I'm like, oh my god, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And then back then, doctors treated the patient; they didn't treat the body, and that was. That was why everything was different back then. Wow. You know, people were going for a condition to a doctor and the big uh, symptom imperative back then was ulcers. Yeah. Right. Everyone yeah. had ulcers <laughs> and they didn't know what was causing ulcers until they started realizing it was stress. Now everybody accepts that universally accepted stress. But back then they didn't know, you know, they thought it was just another unlucky disease that you, that you have. And that's what all these things right now, disease, it's dis-ease. It's all part of the same root system, right? And we can, yeah. all, we can all learn something from that. So it's a brilliant book. There's, I don't know how many hundreds of little examples and case studies, and the writing is so easy to read. Uh, I'm so excited about that book. I, I read this book probably twice a year <laughs> because it's so good. And it just, <laughs> it just keeps speaking to you as far as, what how far away we've gotten from treating the patient Mm. we are so we are miles away from it right here and it's it's to me it's 
it's pharmaceutically driven. It's uh, money driven. It's there is so much money in in treating uh, the body, right? So yeah. much money, especially returning cost customers, regular returning customers. Exactly. Yeah, that is massive, massive wealth, and um, it's incredible to think that um, with treating each person individually and treating the whole person, and it just it just goes to show that we've just lost touch with how to resolve these feelings, how to resolve these habits, how to just stop worrying, start mm -hmm. enjoying our lives and practicing that, you know? And so, yeah, like you said, ulcers came up and ulcers kind of disappeared. And then what do we got? That's really common back pain and then back pain was huge and it still is, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that are popping up like chronic fatigue um, mm -hmm. just all over pain, all these autoimmune conditions. They're just, fibromyalgia just, is big. Exactly. Know, big. You know, again, just, they don't know how to treat them. So they put a label on them. Exactly. Once you have a label, you accept and you feel like that's who you are. You identify right. with that. There's the identity and yeah. And our ego gets used to that. You know, it wants to strengthen itself through that. Mm -hmm. it wants to keep going with that because like yeah no that makes sense and okay well this is who i am and this is just the way it is and i'm just yep. gonna you know finish my life off like that the truth is that maybe there's something that we're not looking at you know maybe there's something that we're not quite willing to face and i mean for me that the reason why i'm so grateful for as or pain and discomfort is because it drove me up against the wall again and again and again. It, put, it just knocked me down so many times, so many times mm -hmm. <laughs> that I was forced to just get back up. And for me, it was why? Why do I get keep knocking? What is it? Why do I keep falling down and hard? What is it? And then just by asking that question and having the desire to open my heart to it and try all those ridiculous things and go that hard route, then what I discovered and what we discovered, it's like, once you get over that, over that mountain, over that wall, over that hill, it's like, yeah, man, oh man. That's when the gratitude sets in. That's right? when it starts setting in and start living life. I mean, that, that title, it says it all, how to stop worrying and start living. I, mean, I was worrying about everything since I was a little kid. I was totally identified with being sick. Yep. Completely identified with it. Yeah. You I mean, you know, <laughs> Physicians, there's a, there's a real no, a known issue with physicians that when they go to medical school, they start developing all of the uh, symptoms or conditions that they're learning how to treat. Wow. They start wow. developing that. That's again, that's the nocebo effect. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about this stuff and you're still having a hard time buying into the power of the mind and just start studying placebos and nocebos. And again, more and more uh, evidence of what's really going on. And I know it's hard to listen and it's hard to accept the fact that your mind is the key contributor to your pain because you go and get an MRI and you have a specialist tell you that you've got this problem and that your, your body's broken and that you, you can't be repaired, but it's not the case. And please don't listen to all this stuff. I know it's, it's, it's the easiest way to listen, but stop 100% buying that. You got to push back a little bit. You got to push back and go go talk to some other folks who've been through it, who've been told the same thing, but ended up healing. They've been told the same thing. Oh, I have bone on bone on my knee. 
I need a new knee. But they applied this stuff and now they're pain-free. So why? Why are they pain-free? And you're going to go get a new knee because you want to listen to the doctor who's going to limit your life now. You're limiting what you can do in the future because you're going to accept that. The MRIs have been very good for a lot of things and understanding what's going on in the body, but they've infiltrated us with unnecessary issues and surgeries and things like that. And it's sad to see the state of our healthcare system and what's going on. How much money do we spend unnecessarily? How much work is lost unnecessarily on pain, people in pain? Because we, we just keep going around it. We just keep missing the, the answer. And health insurance companies are another huge part of the problem. <laughs> they won't pay for this kind of stuff. They won't pay for the real answer. But what they will pay for is the bunch of BS stuff. Yeah. You know, I get fired up when I know, you know, all they need to do is understand. And we, our health care industry would solve itself overnight. The premiums that we're paying for health insurance are unreal because of all the folks that are going in for surgeries, replacements, you know, chronic pain, they're on disability. Imagine how many people would get off disability if they understood what was causing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much to talk about. I mean, we could spend hours, days, weeks. I, <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's so much here. Yeah. Yeah. I think clearly that's just an indication that, you know, if, if you're into it, we could, you know, schedule another one and, and, and lay out some things we'd like to talk about and, and open up. Cause there's so many, so many things you said here that, I, that I wanted to stop you and, and like open it up. And, and you did actually with a lot of stuff later on, but I mean, I'd love to, uh, if you're into it, do another, another call or it could. Yeah. I feel like, like we said, could. <laughs> there's a lot to say. <laughs> there's a lot, you know, there's so much, there is so much to say. And, um, and it's, it's a real, it's incredible to listen to you talking about it. You know, you clearly care and you clearly have seen something or felt something or seen the shift inside you. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah. we just you're doing what you're doing. I commend yeah. you for it. Honestly, you know, it, it takes some guts. It takes courage. It takes, um, you know, it's just, just perseverance to, to do what you're doing and we need it. And when I say we, the world needs it. Okay. And I'm grateful for people like you and the, the people that are doing something, um, not going with the mainstream, okay. The mainstream of healthcare and mainstream of treatment because it's making people worse. It is. This is making yeah. people better. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I think that's one of the biggest things for me was belief. And I've said this before on the podcast was belief. And, and just like you reading reviews was massive for me and listening to someone. I used to listen and like watch YouTube videos and I'd be looking, studying their face, looking for a lie. I'd be like, <laughs> is this person faking it? Is this person lying? Faker. What do they yeah. want from me? What's in it for them? Yeah. Yeah. What's in it for them. And I, and so for me, it was, Oh, what could I do? And it was like a podcast where people are talking and like, and eventually I'll post these videos. But to me, that's like huge evidence because you can hear. And to me, it's like, who could, how could you be lying right now? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) How could you be making this up? You know, you could talk to anybody around me. You could talk to any of my employees. You could talk to my family to see uh, and and have them reiterate what what I've said, the kind of person I was then. 
yeah. the kind of person I am now. All right. I haven't seen a doctor in years. Um, again, all the things that I thought I had conditions, diseases, and I mentioned a couple of them, but the pain just kept moving. And I had eye pain for the longest time. It's like, why my eye hurt? It was weird. Went to all these different doctors for eyes and optometrists, ophthalmists. I, uh, I just didn't know what was causing that. And they couldn't figure it out either. Mm. And, you know, then I figured out, you know, my wife told me, well, it's because you're worried about how people see you. Holy macaroni. Boom. You know, and so that started resonating and I said, you're right. Oh but my I went God. months like that. Why is my eye hurt? And I, and I kept it to myself because I didn't want to, you know, always be the guy who has problems, right? I have pain, I'm suffering. But I, I, I started to tell her that and she started looking into it. This is what happened. This is what's going on. Sure enough, I started to think that through and started to, okay, I call myself. It's okay if people don't like you. It's okay if people perceive you this way. That's not on you. That's on them. Eye pay is gone. <laughs> okay. But I lived with that for six months. And that was five years ago. I mean, that was all coming together. 20 years worth of being on gastric reflux pills, right? 20 years of that. And that started, guess what? I, I retired from being a jockey in 1996 and I got into the financial services industry where I had no clients. And they told me, sink or swim, buddy. You need to have so much in, in assets that you're managing in year one. Uh, well, the, the whole problem with the, you know, the gastric system is, of course, stress, related to stress and related to um, wanting things now, impatience, things like that. Your teeth, if you have problems with your teeth, chronic teeth problems, guess what? That's from, from being impatient too much. Mm. I'm learning, learning all that. And I have, I've had a lot of problems with my teeth. So through my whole life, I've had issues, bodily issues that I just felt like, oh, God, what's wrong with me? I always have problems. And it's all from my state, my mindset, my personality, my I'm driven. I'm, I want things done. I want to accomplish, succeed. Um, but it creates too much inner tension. When you have too much inner tension, you're going to have problems, bodily problems. So all I'm saying is our family has zero medication, none. We don't, we don't have any prescriptions. When there's a problem in our family, we treat it with the emotional uh, treatment. So it's what's going on in our life. What's happening right now, today? Mm. And sure enough, in every single case, it resolves itself. It's just, it's wow. just empowering to think that your body can do it for you once you get the mindset down. Um, this, uh, the feelings and healings uh, app that you were talking about uh, by this woman, was that, does she have a book? Yeah. My wife has read all of her books too. What, uh, what's, her what's her name? Carol, K-A-R-O-L Truman, T-R-U-M-A-N. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do is get, get the name of all these books that you mentioned and apps, and I'll put them in the description, but I just okay. want to be sure we, we got that. Yeah. So I can, I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. It is. So 
so yes, all, all these symptoms, everything is just like a, a vehicle for you to get to know yourself and to resolve, say, I don't want to say dysfunctions, but say areas of um, areas inner that turmoil, inner turmoil. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, um, and so what better way to, to look at our lives and to learn and grow, you know, <laughs> it, it's so true. Right. And just learning and, what I did and my wife's involvement and how she's just, again, she's, she's taken it and just ran with it, you know, and okay. she's, she's just 100% now doing this and helping people, which is so cool to see. That is and, amazing. Uh, yeah. She, she had me read the, the book called aces adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. um, have you read that book? No, I haven't. So that's another no. one that, that I'd recommend reading because it just hits it all right on the head as far as what is causing uh, and where these things come from. Right. And, you know, it's funny how it's funny how a lot of the medical community kind of brushes this off and they don't, they don't buy into it and they think it's goofy. All these things can lead to um, conditions that we have now. You kind of set yourself up for it. If you mm -hmm. have a lot of these conditions, there's a test that you can take and, and talk about, there's actually a workbook. There's, and they give you a point system for the number of conditions that you've had in your life. And mm. <laughs> yeah, I had so many of them from, <laughs> from, you know, the being in the hospital when I was a young boy, you know, kind of isolated from my family, yeah. scared to death. Right. Um, sorry. This That's book something. is called the, the deepest well. It's not called adverse. It's called the deepest well mm. healing from uh, oh, the effects wow. of long-term childhood adversity. Nadine Burke Harris. Mm, cool. Nadine Burke Harris. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to look for. Sorry about that. No, no, that's great. That's great. We'll put that in the in the description. When I I think that's it's so important to look at that. When I started to um, understand what um, say the patterns of living in the womb, the first seven years of my life, all that stuff, and just knowing the nature of not understanding what it is that was happening as a, as a child, as a baby, not understanding this world, like coming into this world, even being born, they say is one of the most traumatic things we can go through being mm -hmm. born and dying. And that's another thing that our medical profession is completely ignored and is profit profiting from. And, and, and to, to think of maybe not like if say we brought, people into this world in a much more holistic, much more loving and thoughtful way to think about the, the elimination of say that trauma and, and that playing out for the rest of our lives and how we treat infants and what we do with infants immediately after they're born and right. all this stuff is massive. And the treatment that you got, I don't know much about it. Hopefully we can talk about it another time, but three years, three years old and away from your family. I mean, this is, at that age, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We're still living in an emotional world. Our mental capacity hasn't developed yet. And it's a very confusing thing to go through. Now, it doesn't mean that we necessarily have to go back and understand, oh, you know, my dad did this and this happened and all these other things. Maybe that might be useful, but just understanding that we may be faced with 
the pattern of all of those things happening throughout our lives until we're willing to see it and face it and come to terms with it. Yes. And it may be not on a, it may be somewhat intellectual and mental. That's where all that knowledge comes in. But a lot of it, it's just through trusting, feeling, like you said, relaxing your shoulders, relaxing your breath, starting to feel your body and enjoy your life. And, and to be aware of like, there's nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. Why am I afraid? Why am mm -hmm. I afraid? Why, why do I perceive so many threats? And to just start to become aware of that. You know, what a great journey. You know what I mean? Then, then we're, we start being empowered. And that's what we're talking about. Getting over that wall. That, that's the act of it. That's the act of it. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's funny because I was reading a Jim Curry um, uh, quote the other day. And he said something like, I wish the whole world could see that getting rich and famous will not solve, you know, all your problems because really, you know, like a lot of the rewards in life can be, you know, got through other ways. And like, yeah. for me, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't need to become rich and famous. We don't need to be the, you know, the, I mean, sure. If that happens, great. But I mean, it's not a prerequisite yeah. for happiness. And no, absolutely not. And the ironic no, you can choose thing every day to be happy. And it's just a matter yeah. of, you know, how you perceive it and what you choose to focus on. Right. Right. And what a gift, what a gift this, this illness or this pain and discomfort could be when we turn it around. And, and that's the nocebo. That's the placebo. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the sugar pill. When we change our point of view. When yeah. we shift our neuroplasticity and we start doing neurogenesis on ourselves and we are, we can do this all for ourselves. And yes, it helps to hear other people's messages and so many beautiful books out there. So absolutely. The more any, work we can do, the better. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, my man. So um, is there anything else you, you want to, you want to leave to anyone? Or do you think for now we've said, uh, we've said enough? <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope that the message got through and you know, <laughs> people are still listening, you know, God bless you. And <laughs> I hope, you know, have a great, uh, have a great journey. You know, I know this is probably won't get out before Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving tomorrow, but whenever this gets out, uh, just remember that you have people, you have resources, you have folks that can help you. If you just looking in the right direction, you really got to let go of what you're normally, what you're doing, you know, let go of that approach. The more you stay in that approach and continue to tell yourself that you're, you're broken, the longer it's going to take you to heal. So that's the message I would have everybody take away. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Billy. All right, everybody is, uh, uh, yeah, you're welcome. It's great to have you on. Um, I wish everyone a, a beautiful day and wherever you are. And if you're ever looking to get a hold of me or Billy or his wife, take a look in the show uh, description. Uh, our links will be there. You can reach out to us. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll certainly talk to anyone for free for an hour and, and, and tell you as much as I can. And, and I'm, it sounds like maybe, you know, Billy and his wife, you know, or offering consultation or Billy to talk to you. So, I mean, don't, you don't have to be alone in this and you bet. Yeah. I wish y'all a great day. I'm going to stop the recording now. Take care, everyone.
Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to subscribe to the show, or if you'd like, write a review. Let me know what you think. And uh, if there's any topics that you'd like covered, please let me know. Favorite episodes. All right. Bye-bye. The text and audio files contained in this program are for information use only. It is not meant to treat, cure, diagnose any medical health condition you may or may not have. For medical advice and treatment, please speak to a medical health professional.